0: To feel nervous in the beginning, but remembering that the whole part, the whole point of doing something like this and traveling is to get out of your comfort zone. If you wanted to just, you know, have a comfortable experience, then you would just stay home.
1: Right. No, exactly. <laughs> or you would
0: go to a resort. Right. You know, so that's not what we're talking about here.
1: Welcome to the Freedom and Scrubs podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron G. This is episode 50 three and it is part two of our travel budget series.
0: And in this episode we are going to talk about vacation versus long-term travel and how that's going to affect your budget for planning your gap year.
1: But before we get into the episode we want to talk to you about you know the most consistent sponsor we've ever had (laughs) with this podcast. The
0: only one.
1: It's us. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, our YouTube channel, (laughs) our 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 Instagram, our course. Yeah. But today's episode is brought to you by Kim and Aaron G, the YouTube channel. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but we did just release um, one of, honestly, one of my favorite videos that we've ever done. It was, uh, we went in our hometown, we went to St. Augustine, which is one of our favorite cities. And we just kind of explored and went to all of our favorite restaurants that literally... Anytime we're on a cross-country road trip, coming back home, we start talking about these restaurants. We get excited to go there. So we thought, why not film them and, and bring them to everybody else? Yeah,
0: so it's really, it's just like a fun video. It's one of my favorites. I think it really showcases our personalities uh well just you
1: say the least. and kim was on a roll <laughs>
0: crazy pants for you it was
1: hilarious
0: but yeah we just take you to know our favorite places to eat and drink it's a fun video so check it out and as we're gearing up for to start our gap year which we're hoping to start in who knows at this point <laughs> we're hoping in january that's kind of our plan like we're gonna take six months do the thing and then hopefully start our gap year so While we're prepping to go, we're going to be, you know, posting videos on YouTube. Obviously, during our gap year, we're going to be posting our travel videos. So, our YouTube channel and our podcast really kind of support each other. On the podcast, we tell more stories and more tips. and In-depth.
1: The in-depth behind the scenes stuff.
0: And the YouTube is more about our adventures and just showing you kind of... The visual
1: behind the story. Exactly.
0: So... Check it out, Kim and Aaron G on YouTube, and let's get into the episode. Let's
1: do it. Micro, please prepare for departure. Okay, so we are coming to you live from yet another studio.
0: <laughs> no, we were here last week.
1: We were not here last week. We were in Deb's house last week. Oh my gosh. So this is brand new. And, but, good news is, is we think that we will bringing you, we will be bringing you about four episodes from this place.
0: We're hoping. So, yeah. the plan is, just to catch everybody up, we have been in Florida for the last, like, month or six weeks or so. Yeah. I don't know, it's all blurring yeah, together at this point. Our original plan was we were thinking about doing a road trip up to New England and because of Corona, that didn't make any sense because there's so many restrictions. And obviously, as we know, the cases are that we're having more and more cases. So we're like, OK, being doing a road trip doesn't seem to make the it's most irresponsible.
1: Sense.
0: Well, and everything's like closed. There's like nothing to do. So mm-hmm. if we're going to do something fun like that, we wanted to have the freedom to go where we want to go. Yeah. So we kind of checked that box. And then we thought, well we're over the florida heat we love to be in the mountains and kind of just get a cabin there's some projects we want to work on that we're super excited about so let's just get a cabin in the mountains uh, thinking colorado north carolina something like that and like those doors kept closing mm-hmm. and so basically we after just, yeah we
1: just stayed put
0: racking our brains and going back and forth and all over the place and trying to figure out what the best thing for us to do right now during this really crazy time We decided um, my mom's friend had a condo and they're not going to be here for a while. And so we they're letting us stay here,
1: which is super awesome,
0: amazing. And so we're going to stay put for the month in Palm Coast, Florida, which is also where I grew up. So it Mm -hmm. feels kind of funny to be here. And my mom used to live next door to where we are. Yeah so it's kind of like it is
1: weird like, but where it, are we but it works though we? it's a beautiful little condo it's nice and quiet it's right next to a beautiful running trail so it has everything that we need it's close to a Publix, which is even better yeah um so yeah it's great
0: so we're gonna di- we're gonna take this month dig in some cool projects give our energy to that and then we will Our time here essentially is up August 3rd. Mm -hmm. So then we're just going to go from there. So stay tuned. But that's what's happening today.
1: And I did want to say, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last podcast, but it was something I was super excited about, was that was episode 52. And I don't know if we talked about it, about, like, that was one whole year of episodes, technically, because we do weekly episodes. yeah, And so we released... 52 and that was like a big milestone wow. that we stayed consistent there was one week that we missed
0: one week in a year one week out I of a year of
1: no and so i just wanted to say thank you for listening and just um you know keeping this going and and hearing you guys's comments and you know everything that that you've been writing to us about this podcast has just kept us going and and so i wanted to send a big thank you out to you all um for listening and keeping this yeah. going yeah
0: for sure, because without you guys, we'd just be talking to ourselves, <laughs> yeah, which, which we, we actually would probably wouldn't mind doing, <laughs> no. um, yeah. but we do like to have other people on the other end of this and um, taking away inspiration or just tips, tricks, yeah, anything, yeah. just a moment to like laugh at us. like We're cool with that, too, so thank you for being a part of our community, and we're excited to take you guys along with us. As we plan, prep, and get ready to start our gap year and share everything we're learning to be able to give you guys the inspiration and the kick in the butt and the tools and everything to plan and dream up your own gap year, gap time. To
1: get gapped.
0: Gapped. Gapped. Hashtag gap travel could be a thing. We'll see. It
1: could be. All right. It could be. That's a good segue. But um, as you guys have seen... Um, the last week we did, uh, what kind of traveler are you? And it's the start of a kind of a travel budget series. We do get a lot of questions on, you know, gap year sounds cool. sounds amazing, but how do you guys budget for this? How did you guys plan for this? And so we thought, what a better way than to jump on the podcast and just do a whole series on, you know, the behind the scenes of how we kind of geared up for this.
0: Geared up. And You know, this series, we're going to do a couple different series when it comes to, like, planning a gap year. But this one's focusing on, like, the financial side of things because that's obviously the biggest question that we get. And so taking you through the process of how we financially have prepped for this and the first episode. So if you haven't listened to last week's, go back and listen because the first part is all about figuring out what kind of traveler you are. Because that's going to help determine your budget, which is going to help you figure out how much money you need and how you're going to save and all of that. So go back and listen to that one. And then in this one, again, we're talking about vacation versus long term travel because they're two very different things. Um, And so that's also going to affect your budget.
1: And I know just listening to that, like it sounds like a duh moment. Like, of course it is, you know, obviously. But. I think that's one thing that we kind of briefly talked about in the last episode was I still went into our first attempt at long-term travel as a vacation. Mm -hmm. And that was the missing piece of connecting those dots in my mind of like, no, this is long-term, this isn't vacation. Even though we went over there thinking that we were gonna live in Southeast Asia for the rest of our lives or whatever, for a long extended time, I still went over with a vacation mindset. And it really kind of was eye-opening, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, because we flew through money at warp speeds because we were treating it like a vacation. And so that's what we want to get into. And I just, you know, again, I want to kind of set the tone is, you know, you're going to hear us talk about a gap year, gap year, gap year. That's what we're planning for. Our dream is to take a whole year off. But just as a reminder, what we want to talk about in this series is taking a long period of time off to travel. So, again, it doesn't have to be a whole year like us. Right. We're just calling it a gap year. But it could be six months. It could be three months. It could be one month. But the whole thing here is, like, you're not taking a two-week vacation. You're taking a decent portion of time out of your life to go and experience travel and adventure. So, that's kind of the whole theme here. Yeah. I just wanted to, like, clarify yeah. that. Okay.
1: So, vacation.
0: Oh, so, real quick. Vacation is... Basically, when you're going somewhere for a short amount of time, right? It's a temporary experience that you've essentially, and at least in our case, you've been saving up for, and you're going to go all in. You're not going to hold back. You're going to do whatever you want, and you're going to go out and experience everything. Yeah. Like, we typically, we have a budget, you know, quote unquote, <clears throat> a budget, Yeah. but that budget is going to look very 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 different on a two-week vacation or a long weekend vacation than it's gonna look if we're planning to travel for a longer period of time well
1: let's be real we tend to
0: go balls to the wall
1: we literally (laughs) know we're gonna spend money yeah that's like that's the that's the budget we're like we're gonna spend a lot of money
0: yeah but that's what you know that's what a vacation is it's like it's a it's a temporary period of time to
1: go all out, to
0: go all out and to have this awesome experience and to relax and to do all the things because you know, typically, at least in the US, you get two weeks if you're lucky, and then after that two weeks, you come back to your. Quote unquote normal life and like daily grind. Yeah. So you go all out, go big or go home. Yeah. That's our motto. I mean, my
1: motto too is like usually when I go back to work, go back to the daily grind and people ask me about vacation and maybe they've been there and maybe they live there or whatever. My whole motto is if they ask me, did you do this, whatever? My answer is always yes because I want to experience everything there is about that place I'm at while on vacation
0: yeah you're not like penny pitching like you're not like oh can we go to this restaurant uh how much is uh how much is a drink here like we're not having those kind of conversations we're just like where where's the best food where can we find the best martinis what are the coolest things to do we're going in we're hitting it hard and we're gonna have the coolest experience possible and then we'll get back to work and start making money and we're
1: also speaking about how we vacation yeah um because i know that there are people out there i know certain people out there that literally will go into a restaurant look at the menu and see the prices and be like oh no we're not going here that's That's not how we flow on vacation because again like we said we want to experience everything and the experiences are where it's at
0: so for to put some context around it Like we are definitely people that on vacation or even in like our real life when we're just working, we're taking a contract, we're just living our normal life where we have money coming in. We're definitely people that splurge on nice dinners out. We can easily drop a hundred dollars. A hundred
1: is a cheap dinner for us sometimes.
0: Yeah, like we we will spend a hundred plus dollars to go out, have an awesome dinner, an awesome experience. Obviously there's cocktails involved there. And we really, we don't hold back when it comes to food yeah, and cool experiences like tours, ex- like activities, things like that.
1: Correct. I mean, just a good example is, remember our third anniversary? Ooh, oh this is a test. Do you remember our third anniversary?
0: You planned it. Okay. So, side note. Oh, yeah.
1: Side note on that, I guess. So, anniversaries, this is kind of a cool relationship tip on top of the budgeting and, you know, podcasts that we're doing. But Kim and I will alternate anniversaries. So, I planned the first one, she planned the second one, I planned the third one, she planned the fourth one, and so on, and this is our 10-year wedding anniversary, which is on me this year.
0: Which, P.S., we were supposed to be traveling the world, and we're like, where do you in go? In case they didn't
1: know that in already. Yeah,
0: in case you didn't... Newsflash. Yep, yeah. We were supposed to be traveling the world this year, and unfortunately, COVID hit, and we are in Palm Coast, Florida. Right. But, this is our big 10 years, so we're like, where are we going to go in the world? What are we going to do? This is so cool. And clearly that's change, but it's kind of a cool thing that we do because if Aaron is, he's in charge of planning everything. It's his year. He plans where we're going, what we're doing, like where we're going to have dinner, like everything he's, he's got it. He's got it covered. And all I get to do is just enjoy, relax and show up. And like, I love the surprise element. And then vice versa when it's my year.
1: Well, correct. And I think that's the biggest thing is like you can plan knowing that next year you just get to show up. Exactly. And that's what's really cool. And it's Kim and I are naturally competitive people. So I think there is that competition there a little bit of like I plan year three. Then Kim's like, damn, that was awesome. So I got to bring it on year four.
0: I will say like you, I think that you've pretty much have won every single year. Like you've always planned the best things. That being said... I've helped, like I'll pick where we're going to go, like for the year, like when we went to New York, even like wine country. Yeah. We're going on like a total side change all, but I feel like I've kind of helped pick the place and then you've planned from there.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's also the communication in the relationship. Like, I mean, you wouldn't just book a trip to Greece without talking to your partner. Maybe you would
0: but like you know
1: i wouldn't just be like get on the plane surprise and then you're like where'd all this money go like you know i'm saying so i think that there has to be like what's our parameters yeah and then i just plan it from there so yeah yeah, i remember god new york was so much fun that was
0: like the that was like broadway
1: show night out anyway we're we're off complete
0: side note but just pro tip for all of our married friends we've done it we've been this is a time here yeah, we've done this every single year for 10 years, and it's something we always look forward to. And just one more thing I want to say about it is that our anniversary for us is is something that we like to celebrate and really – take a moment to pause and, like, reflect on our relationship. I think sometimes when you've been together for a while, you're just like, oh, it's the anniversary, let's go to dinner, or whatever. But it's like we really try to be like, wow, like, we're celebrating our relationship. Like, look how much we've grown this year, how much, like, we've grown together as a couple. Like, really kind of taking it in and reflecting and then working on things, like, what do you want to work on more? Like, well, just having just... a moment to, like, acknowledge our relationship, yeah. I think, is important. And... Do something really fun and adventurous that we haven't done before that we can do together. Well, I think okay. I'm gonna botch
1: your I think I'm gonna botch your your saying, but we also we always plan a really nice dinner, like a dress up, go out to dinner. We
0: like food.
1: we also have like a lot of leeway nights of like if we get into something spontaneous, like we don't wanna have dinner reservations, but at the nice dinner, Kim always says, What is it? What was your three peaks and three valleys? Is that what it was? Or you do, your-
0: do peak peak and pit.
1: Peak and pit. So basically, our, left from the, Kardashians. the three highest moments of our year together and our three lowest moments of our year together. And yeah. I always like that because it really is thought-provoking and also you know, it just creates good, good conversation. conversation. yeah, And something to grow off of. And so awareness
0: anyway. and checking in of what are the things that we want to work on continuously in our relationship. Okay, yeah. is this a relationship? Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> so anyway- I wh- hope
0: somebody needed
1: that. I know, maybe, I think, because that came to us. So it's like, if you're listening and you needed that, then- So
0: if you're completely lost like we are, let's take it back to, we were giving a description of one of our quote unquote vacations and what that typically will look like for us. Right,
1: so, so basically it was in Calistoga, California it was our anniversary weekend, so it was heightened a little bit. But basically, like, Kim and I left no stone unturned and thousands of dollars out there for, like, a really awesome, uh, probably. Okay. I mean, we I don't did, want to know that. Calistoga's <laughs> known for their um, hot, hot pools or their volcanic or something. Mud baths. Mud baths. So we did a massage and mud bath. We did, like, a really good breakfast. Then we did a wine bike tour. Yep. That was amazing. You literally ride your bike around to the vineyards. And then what's really cool is if you want a bottle of wine. You don't have to carry it on your bike. You buy it. And then the bike company drives around the routes. And picks up the bottles for you. And brings them back to the bike shop. And then you pick them up at the end of your of your tour. Which is absolutely phenomenal. And you're on your own. Yeah. Then we had a nice dinner. And then there's a place called Jolie's. That literally was the best experience ever. And it we did the five course Uh, wine pairing menu where the sommelier came over and explained things. It was a pretty penny. Honestly, it
0: was the the coolest dinner of my entire life. Like, I still think about that place. It was the best. So, it's like a mom and pop, or not mom, it's a husband and wife. And, like, the husband does all the savory dishes, the wife does all the desserts. Mm -hmm. And they have just an awesome menu, real small menu, like, just very kind of seasonal specific things. And then the sommelier came out and paired our meal with it and we like we ended up becoming friends with the sommelier and like
1: he gave us a menu and wrote down all the wines on the menu based off of the food pairing and taught us all these things and it was literally the best
0: It was the best experience. Three hundred plus
1: dollar dinner I've ever spent. It
0: was worth every penny. We're all about food and experiences and then we ended up back at our hotel with like Aaron butt naked in the shower, (laughs) like doing a music video. So things took a turn.
1: Right, but basically we (laughs) told you that story because it wasn't like, you know, Jolene's was Jolie's was pretty one of the most expensive restaurants in the town and we really wanted that experience. Budget conscious person. Like that's fine, but like honestly, I think it's like going back to just your belief system, right? If if spending a bunch of money makes you feel a certain way, then you shouldn't do it. You always got to do what feels right. But, you know, again, going into this budget thing, it's about understanding like the belief system of the people that are talking. And I think, you know, Kim and I, we firmly believe that you can always make more money. It's kind of like a revolving door. And it's also like an exchange of energy, but the experiences that you have are what or what stay with you, is is yeah. really what brings everything. Every experience has an experience. And that that's what we always remember. And we still talk about that Calistoga weekend. And we can still feel how special it was. And it was because we weren't just like, No, we can't go there because of this. So, that's just kind of how we go into our vacations.
0: And that's a – like, so that's, like, an idea of, like, what a typical vacation would look like for us. Or even, like, Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. We went to Hawaii a few years back, and this stood out – like, this was hands-down probably one of the best trips we've ever had. But we were there for two weeks, and we – stayed on the beach uh-huh. we were in Kauai. we stayed on the beach we had some of the most delicious meals of course this will always be a theme with us like we're all about food And i think just as a side note that's something that you also have to think about what is worth it for you what do you love to splurge on what's like What's something that you always remember, that you always talk about? Like, what is that for you? Some people don't like to spend a lot of money on food because you eat it and it's gone. For us, it's all about, like, a delicious meal conversation experience. And to me, it's worth every Talking dollar. to the waiter
1: or waitresses. Learning like, about the yeah. area,
0: having conversations. Yeah, it's all, it's just, it's something that we love to do and we mm-hmm. always will. Um... But yeah, like just having good food, like on a whim, we decided to jump on an airplane and go to Pearl Harbor because we wanted to have that experience. That was expensive, but again, we're two weeks in Hawaii let's go all in let's go all in let's have like the coolest experience because after two weeks we're coming back home we're going back to work at stanford and we're back to the grind. and we
1: booked a private boat tour around nepali coast i mean we did it all we did everything we wanted to do right and i I think that's where we just want to get at with the whole vacation thing
0: exactly from travel you're going to have a daily budget and those are the things that we're going to talk about in this series But if we traveled like we do when we're on vacation, we're going to blow through that daily budget so fast. And then the option is, oh, now we have to come home and take a contract, which is not what we want to do. So we really want to spread out and make that money last because our goal is to travel for as long as we possibly can. So we're not going to be spending $300 at dinner and doing all the things we really do have to pick and choose again you don't have to like not have a cool experience it's not about that it's just about picking and choosing the things that you want to do and spend money on
1: right no and I think that's a big thing for me and that was a big mindset switch for me as well because I went into our our first little travel overseas thinking that if we didn't do everything that we wanted to do, I wasn't gonna have the experience I was supposed to have. Right. And so then I have to do all these things and I have to do this and I have to do that. And what you start to realize is, you know, traveling overseas, the the benefit is is that things are cheaper. They're not as expensive in the US. And so you can still have really good experiences and still be choosy about the things you're doing.
0: Exactly. And so that's kinda if our budget's a hundred dollars a day we're gonna ask ourselves, okay, we wanna go do this. So let's say, for instance, it's like whitewater rafting. We really wanna go do this. Okay, let's sit down. Is this really worth it? Because it's gonna take our entire daily budget, right, say, is it really worth it? Is this something we want to do or would you rather put that money towards something else? Because remember, if it's $100 a day and you spend you know, $300 on some kind of an activity, that's three days of travel. You're yeah. cutting down three days of travel. So those are just the type of questions that we ask ourselves mm-hmm. because we're very clear on what our daily budget is. And, how, and if we stick to that daily budget, we're very clear on how long we can make it last.
1: Right, and I think and, a good... Good, sorry. I was gonna
0: say that's our main focus is to stay on the road for as long as we can. And in this case, it's a year, and we have money saved that would allow us to spend the hundred dollars a day for an entire year.
1: Right. And I think we were, you know, playing around with this a little bit when we thought we were starting our year of travel in New Zealand. And Kim and I had written down everything that we wanted to do, and it did include white water rafting and all these activities mm-hmm. in Queenstown and I mean, just the uh, cultural experience and all these kind of things. And when we started weighing out costs, we were like, man, like, we're going to spend a buttload of money doing all of these things. And so we literally had the tough conversations of, yeah, I understand that whitewater rafting in New Zealand is whitewater rafting in New Zealand. It's fantastic. But we can go whitewater rafting in Colorado and have a great time. And so we did kind of weigh that out and and kind of nixed whitewater rafting and kind of made our way through to try to save money as much as we could. No,
0: yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a perfect example because, again, we weren't just on vacation in New Zealand. In our minds, we were starting our year of travel. Granted, we came back and COVID happened and that all got the kibosh, but that's what we were thinking. So instead of doing all the things we wanted to do we had to pick and choose we knew we really wanted to do the shot over jet boat yes like that was hands down well worth it to us and we knew that was a non-negotiable right and then we really wanted to go to milford sound so there was there was things that we knew that we wanted to do and then the other things we were like well nope we don't want to spend this extra money so instead of that we're gonna you know go do this hike or we're gonna go here and so we still had an incredible experience even though we didn't do a quote-unquote you know everything we wanted to do we still had an amazing time yeah and we were able to stick to some kind of a budget granted i'm not gonna lie we did go over our budget there because new zealand's a very expensive country but we were we didn't take it as far as we normally would if it had just been a vacation we would have done everything
1: right and i think i want to add to something that we i was i'm still editing the videos from new zealand but i did you know, you said something at the beginning of one of the videos that ended up not making it on the video, but um, it really stuck with me. And we were saying about, you know, when you do long-term travel and when you do um, vacation travel, you have that sense of, I have to get it all in because I'm not coming back. Right. Remember when you said that? And it was like very like, It's kind of like eye-opening to me of just like, if you take that out and just say, I'm experiencing what I'm supposed to experience here within my budget, I'm happy with my budget, and if I do ever get the chance to come back, I'll come back. Like. I'm not trying to get it all in in two weeks because I'm never coming back here.
0: Exactly. And I
1: think a lot of people have that mindset.
0: And, you know, one, like, so we follow this couple, Karen and Nate. They're YouTubers and they're travel vloggers. Big
1: time YouTubers. They have
0: big time. They play in the big leads. And they're a, the cutest couple. We are just absolutely in love with them. And they're, uh, they helped inspire us to want to take a year to travel and to also do YouTube videos sharing about it and all the things. But we were watching one of their very, they've been traveling for four years. So we were watching, we started watching their whole vlog series from like way back when they first started. Yeah,
1: and they're like on episode like 800 now or something like that. It's insane. So
0: we were watching. um,
1: Like 10. Yeah,
0: so way back in the day. And we hadn't really thought about it, like this vacation versus long-term travel thing. But we were watching one of their videos, and Kara wanted to go on this Ferris wheel. I think they were in like Hong Kong, to- right? Hong- yeah, they were in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And she really wanted to go on this Ferris wheel. And Nate's like, you know, the budget guy. And he's like, you know, the Ferris wheel, is say like $20 a person or something like that, or even 15 bucks a person. And he was like, that's 30 or $40 of our daily budget. Like is going on that Ferris wheel really worth it because we have to pick and choose what we're going to do or we're going to end up going home in three months if every day we're, you know, we're spending, you know, 20 bucks here and 30 bucks here on these random things so like is that really worth it to you to go on a ferris wheel or can we just walk down to the dock sit there have still a really cool experience but just not be on the ferris wheel and it was an interesting conversation that made Aaron and I be like yeah that's really interesting you don't have to like you know, not have, you don't have to sacrifice your overall experience wherever you are in traveling, but you really do need to be mindful of where you're putting your dollar. Right. And you I have think, to think, about it.
1: well, and I think too, this is like one of the reasons for this podcast because Kim and I saw it that way of like, wow, like how cool is that, that they really thought that out. But they also got backlash for that where people were like, let her go on the Ferris wheel and like blah, blah, blah. And like all these things. But that's obviously the vacation mindset that people have and not really grasping the depth yeah. of long-term travel. Well,
0: right. If they would have just been in Hong Kong for two weeks, yeah. they would have went on the freaking Ferris wheel. But right. that's not their point. And Nate, after they got some backlash about it, Nate explained it again of like, if we did every single thing that we wanted to do, we would be home in a couple of months. And for us, that's not our goal. And so I think that's also something to think about for you too. Going back to episode one of this series, if you haven't listened to it, it was last week's about what type of traveler are you? But... When you listen to that and you get a sense of what type of traveler you are, you may be somebody that wants to ride the Ferris Wheel, that wants to stay at the nice hotels, that wants to do everything. The most elaborate dinners activity, right? That might be you. And again, there's absolutely like nothing wrong with that. It's like own it, be honest about it. But then it's also knowing that either A, you're gonna have to save up a lot more money and have a, a bigger budget, or you might just travel for less amount of time correct right so our goal is to go for a year at a hundred dollars a day but if we knew like you know we we want to do this this and this and we know we want to spend way more money then we could easily say let's do six months at two hundred dollars a day correct so it's, it's really helping you kind of um what am i trying like, like
1: move the puzzle pieces yeah over.
0: exactly to figure out what's going to be the best budget because you know, If you know you're somebody who's going to want to ride the Ferris wheel, awesome. Just own it, but plan your, your length of time and the amount of money you have based around that so you don't show up and you're disappointed.
1: Well, I love that example too because, I mean, let's be real. It's a damn Ferris wheel, right? Like, know, but it, It's funny though, but it really does point the picture of something so simple could bring you home earlier. Yeah. And if you want to travel for a really long time and it's about length and experiences within that length then you have to be cutthroat about those things.
0: Exactly. And, you know, we're talking about $100 a day. And so the thing is, like Aaron mentioned earlier, your money in most parts of the world go a hell of a lot further (laughs) than in the United States. So $100 a day may not seem like very much, but when you're in places like... Southeast Asia or South America or Eastern Europe. Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that, you can really stretch your money. And that can take you a far away. And here's the other thing I just want to say a hundred dollars, like we came up with that as a couple of being mid trap mid-range travelers, like we talked about on the last episode. And um being basic. And being, like, living simple, but also being comfortable and having room for splurges. Right. And so after all the research I did, $100 a day for a couple was a little bit more than what other couples were spending. You were doing, um,
1: like, 75 right? Yeah.
0: So I felt like that gave us a little bit more of a buffer because we do tend to want to go out more and have, like, food experiences and drinks and things like that. Yeah. So that felt like a really good budget for us.
1: Right. And I think too, like that came with not only Kim being her skill and gift of just researching and finding the right blogs of people that have been there. And there's so many blogs out there of like, you know, what we'll this what this gets get you next and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we literally broke down, you know, where do you like to stay? And we realized that we don't need anything extravagant. We just need, like we talked about in the last yeah. one, like the hostels. But we really did feel... Like if we walk by a market and there's this really cool restaurant with like live music and fun drinks and it seems like there's a lot of people there, that's gonna draw Kim and I in because that's the experience we wanna have where we can intermingle with the locals or we can meet other travelers and have a good time and it's that experience. So that's where Kim said that extra 25 bucks is that buffer to be able to do those things that we wanna do and possibly even if we don't spend that $100 in a day, that can roll over, and then we have more room to play the next day.
0: Exactly. Or, you know, again, if we are in, you know, Thailand, and we're only spending $50 a day because it's so cheap there, then that fifty extra 50 bucks a day gets to, to go over. So when we are in places like France or Italy or places that are – or New Zealand that are known to be more expensive, we'll have even more of a buffer. Yeah. Right? Right? Here's the thing, like as an example of how far $100 a day can go, when we booked, again, we're, we're supposed to be on the road, right? We, were, we booked a year of travel. We didn't book a year of travel, but we planned a year of travel. And the first place we were going to go when we got back from New Zealand was Mexico City.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: to put some context around it, our room... That I got, so we had our own room, our own bathroom. It was $26 a night. And it was a
1: guest house, right?
0: It was uh, a room in a guest house with its own bathroom. And it was in the quote-unquote nicer neighborhood. So kind of like, it was the neighborhood we wanted to be in. And it was more kind of hip lots of coffee shops great food but like centrally located where we could walk to all of the things so this was kind of like the premier hub hub that you yeah. would want to be in right 26 bucks a night so that leaves us with 74 dollars for the rest of the day and again we're in a place that we can go get you know street tacos there um you know just street food in general for a couple of bucks So that $74 is going to be hard to spend in one day.
1: Well, right. And again, going back to that, getting the street tacos and things like that, that's the cultural experience that you want to have. And I think understanding that of when you start spending more money and when you go to like Mexico City or Southeast Asia or all those places and you're seeing things at a premium dollar amount, that is a more touristy place to go. That is more Americanized. It's more Western. Whereas the real cultural hub is going to be the cheaper prices, the the things that allow your dollar to go farther, which is what you really want to do when you travel long term is engulf yourself in the culture.
0: Well, right. And that's what I actually really love about being a budget. Like I don't look at a budget as a negative thing. I look at it as an opportunity to have a more local experience. Because, again, if you're not staying at the Hilton, right, you're staying at a guest house or a hostel or you're eating at the local restaurants or you're eating street food or you're taking local transportation. Yes, you're saving money, but you're also having these really cool local experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of travel. If you're somebody who just wants to go... And be at a resort and kind of be away from everything, like, and just kind of lay at the beach and whatever, like, cool, like, good on you, that's your vibe, but like, that's not what we're talking about. No, that's
1: more of a vacation vibe. Right. Then go for a shorter amount of time and live it up.
0: Yeah. Like, we want to be in the nitty gritty, we want to be out there, we want to be like, talking and integrating with the locals, and just by doing that, you are going to be saving money because it's cheaper to travel like that than it is to like when we were in Bali and we were you know drinking all the potions and the smoothies and having the healthy foods which is part of their culture and something I love about Bali but it's definitely more western prices than if we were going into the local warung and getting nasi goreng for 50 cents. Correct. Right? So that's kind of the point here. So being on a budget forces you to have more local experiences because they're cheaper. Well right
1: and I think you know again as we go on our you know gap year we are going to be showcasing you know, what you know the $100 will get, but if you want a visual now, we were just having lunch before we recorded this podcast, and I showed Kim one of Karen Nate's videos, who were the people we were just talking about, and they did how far $100 a day goes in Ukraine, and they were saying that it is a cheaper European city, but it's not anywhere near being as cheap as like Southeast Asia, but it's a better quality cheap. And so they were literally trying to spend money Throughout the day and they did what looked like an amazing day, like awesome day. And they came home with $38 in their pocket. So Mm -hmm. like they spent $70 that day doing everything.
0: Everything they wanted to do. And
1: that's how far your $100 can go. So that $38 like for us would carry over to the next day. Yeah. Then we're starting with $138.
0: Exactly. And so I think kind of just like sum it all out. The whole point of this is just kind of thinking about your mindset of everything. And so if you're listening to this, it's because you're interested in doing some kind of longer travel, you know, a couple of months, maybe a year, whatever that is, half a year, whatever that is for you. But The really getting comfortable with how you're going to travel and being on the road, if you've never done it before, maybe you have, so you kind of get what we're talking about. But if you've never been on the road for a longer period of time, it's going to be a a kind of a shocker of how different it is than just being on a quick vacation. And so getting your mindset in that space will really help set you up to have a really successful experience and to stay on budget so that you can really have the travel adventure that you're planning.
1: Well, I think not only that, I think another step to the mindset that I've learned through my own experiences, and I think Kim will say the same thing, but you know, when you go into it with a kind of not really like a It's a moderately closed mindset to where you're not really willing to experience the street food or you're kind of scared of the street food or you're scared of hostels or you're scared of this. You tend to just fall right back into your comfort zone of Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay at a Hilton or I'm going to stay at a Best Western or I'm going to stay at the, you know, touristy place within town and I'm going to go to these restaurants that have established, you know, following and they're on Yelp or TripAdvisor because that's safer. And I think understanding you can still be safe, if you open your mind up and experience a lot of the street food, because we really did that in Bali to where like, we just tended to go to the atmans, the the cafes that were more westernized, but then you know, we would see the guy going by in the in the street cart, selling, you know, street soup for you know, 50 cents. And we're like, ah, no, like we're good with that. And so I think we've really learned of opening our minds to trying the local experiences. And just by, if you're fearful about that, it's about talking to people and talking to the locals and and seeing where they go. And it really opens up your mind and your budget goes farther when you're willing to do that.
0: Well, and yeah, and I think just, Knowing that, yes, of course it's uncomfortable. Like, we had never, you know, been in a place that we were eating street food or staying in hostels or anything like that. It's all it's all very foreign, but that's part of the adventure. That's why you're choosing to take a gap year. That's why you're choosing to travel is to try something different and push yourself and challenge yourself. And yes, it might feel uncomfortable, but it's like anything else. The more you do it, the first time we walked up to, you know, a vendor in a market and we couldn't even speak the same language. And we felt kind of intimidated and silly of like, I don't know what to get. What do you get? What do you do? And it felt kind of awkward, but then it's like, you just figure it out. And then the next time you go, you feel a little bit more confident. And then you talk to somebody else and they say, Hey, you got to check out this place. It's a hole in the wall. And then you just start to find your groove. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to feel nervous in the beginning, but remembering that the whole part, the whole point of doing something like this and traveling is to get out of your comfort zone. If you wanted to just, you know, have a comfortable experience, then you would just stay home.
1: Right. No, exactly. (laughs) Or you would
0: go to a resort. Right. You know, so that's not what we're talking about here. So anyways, I think it's just important like we've come so far i cannot wait to get into this year to really kind of test our travel chops mm-hmm. and and really push ourselves and challenge ourselves because you know we're speaking just from experience of how we were on our first trip you know of just you know our first long more comfortable mm-hmm. and we're ready to push ourselves more and get out there more and um, have more local Types of experience and have
1: our budget go farther and have
0: our budget go further. So stay tuned. I mean, we haven't started yet, but that is our plan and our goal, and we're excited to take you along with us and share. You know what we're learning as we're also trying to figure all of this out yeah too. So, so
1: 365 days yeah that's the goal that's so the goal <laughs> we'll see what we do and and hopefully like you said it's been nice with with covid the one shining light of this is it's allowed us time to take a pause mm-hmm. because we literally jumped out of a contract kim had the flu two days later we we're boarding a plane to new zealand yeah and we were starting our year of travel now that we've had to slow down and what uh, Mel Robbins called the Great Pause, which yeah, I love, yeah. it really did allow us to really hone in on how do we want to travel. Like, man, if we'd have been on the road right now, what would we be going through? Because I feel like we have a lot more clarity we around do. how we want to travel, yeah. what we want to do, and we've been learning a lot more. And now being able to bring this to the podcast,
0: a hundred percent. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I don't. Is there anything else you want to say? I know next week we're going to do, we're going to speak more specifically of the $100 budget
1: mm-hmm. and
0: kind of how we gathered that more, just more specifically and give you kind of some resources for that. And um,
1: Yeah, well, we talk about kind of like, because I like, um, I know it's in the notes here, but I don't know if we got to it, but just the uh, daily activities of like, you know, those things that you found that will help stretch elevate. Stretch your budget. Your experience, but also at a lower co- yeah. cost point.
0: So we'll talk about all that stuff in next week's and and then also the final episode in the series will be how we were able to save for this trip. Yeah. So we'll kind of we'll take you behind the scenes with that. Um. Yeah. So with that being said, hopefully this helped you in some way. If it did, please leave us a review or Instagram us uh, DM us on Instagram Kim and Aaron G and let us know your thoughts or if you had any have any questions for us well
1: and I'll take it one step further you know we, we are on all podcast platforms um, but the Apple podcast definitely go on leave a review um, and subscribe to the show and tell your friends. share this out if you got any worth from this you know that really does help support this show and help support our mission of just trying to inspire you guys to step out and go explore this beautiful world that we live in and that also changes you as a person and so if you feel that Somebody needs that inspiration or needs some guidance, then um, send the show their way.
0: Love it. Yep. Yeah.
1: Peace out. Deuces, it's starting to rain and thunder. We got a
0: storm coming in, people. We got to go. We got to hunker down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> got to go. A Florida storm. It'll be over in 10 minutes.
0: No, say
1: that. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.